Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the Five Films From podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-part, or we're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. Fourth movie out of five is a movie that I've probably spent every day of the last 15 years thinking about at some point or another. <laughs> it's Network from 1976. This story is about Howard Beale, who was the network news anchorman on UBS TV. In his time, Howard Beale had been a Mandarin of television, the grand old man of news with a hut rating of 16 and a 28 audience share. In 1969, however, his fortunes began to decline. He fell to a 22 share. The following year, his wife died, and he was left a childless widower with an 8 rating and a 12 share. He became morose and isolated, began to drink heavily, and on September 22, 1975, he was fired, effective in two weeks. The news was broken to him by Max Schumacher, who was the president of the news division at UBS. The two old friends got properly pissed. Fantabulous. Yeah. Um, that, that's a movie that um, that is personal to me because um, it, it really got this midlife crisis thing that my mother said. That's exactly what your father was like. We're talking about the Bill Holden character. Oh, really? That's yeah, funny. Yeah, it's really strange. And in 76 is when I would have graduated high school but didn't huh um so it, it was just really a really a strange uh really a strange thing but um yeah it's just one of the greatest uh i think it's just one of the greatest all-time movies i do period. too it's one of my it's one of my like favorites it always sticks with me without a doubt because it just it's had such a influence on like my way of thinking about the world particularly like the ned Beatty scene and mm -hmm. just like there is no nations this, there isn't you know it's all just propping up corporatism and that's, yeah uh, I think about that a lot, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> there is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide, and Exxon. Those are the nations of the world today. 
Well, it, it revolves around uh, Howard Beale, played by Peter Finch. Yeah. Who, uh, was he a winner or a nominee? He was a winner posthumously. He died like a oh, month that's right. after. Nom- so he was nominated and then died in like that month. Before and he almost didn't even do the role because yeah. they didn't think he had too. They thought he had too much of an accent. An Australian and accent. Yeah. So he uh, he auditioned by reading the New York Times mm-hmm. in a perfect it, American yeah. accent. His accent is not perfectly American in this movie. He has kind of a. Well, he sounds like a newscaster. He's got. Uh, yeah. Know, that, yeah. Almost in, William F. Buckley or something. Yeah, yeah. like a New England yeah. kind of a vibe. And he's perfect in it. So basically the premise is that he's been the newscaster for a billion years for this mythical network. UBS. Uh, yeah. UBS. Yeah. And so they've always been fourth in the ratings behind ABC and NBC and CBS. And, and he finally reaches a point in his life where he says um, – he decides that he's going to commit suicide on the air, and he announces this during the news, yeah. and nobody in the control room notices it. So. <laughs> when you're having Listen, a great time. Uh, did you hear that? What was that about? Howard just said he was going to blow his brains out next Tuesday. What are you talking about? Didn't you hear him? He just said... Yeah. Howard just said he was going to kill himself next Tuesday. What do you mean Howard just said he was going to kill himself next Tuesday? He was supposed to do a tag on Ron Ness and said, to me next Tuesday, I'm going to shoot myself. That, to me, was when we talked about Marty and the scene where it's just people repeating what the last person said, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah, he's going to kill himself. He said yeah. he's going to kill himself. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? It's so funny. Yeah, it's the very yeah. what do you Trieske do? kind of dialogue. Yeah, there. it's amazing. It just really, and it, and it, it, talks, it talks to the vacuousness of, of, of television, too. Uh, and, and just, um, just, you know, he just finds the whole thing pointless. And so, so what happens is it makes news in and of itself and they're going to shit can him. Well, you got Faye Dunaway comes in. She's the the sort of head of entertainment programming on the network, and she sees this as an opportunity. She reminds me now. I've worked in a corporate situation where the 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 new president. Okay, so you've got Robert Duvall as Frank Hackett, uh-huh. and and Frank Hackett is is a he's the hatchet man for this corporation that buys UBS, and so all the people who are there. And I've worked for a corporation. Um, I worked for a music company that had been owned by six or seven different corporate entities. And, and generally, the people who were there stay there. Mm-hmm. You don't really, the staff never really turned over. So we were all kind of like, eh, it doesn't really matter who owns us. Who gives a shit? But and, until the president becomes, and we've had a couple of asshole presidents. So I, that's the other thing about this movie that I absolutely love. Absolutely. It's just this, the, the new guys come in, the power struggle. So Faye Dunaway is a kind of a hand-picked, yeah, entertainment person, and she really wants to get into the news thing. And um, Bill Holden is the longtime news director there, and he was assured by the uh, the. I guess the actual the network. Actual, well, well, that the actual network president, that sort of old white-haired guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a, he, he sort of sits there fecklessly nodding along as Robert Duvall, the corporate hatchet man, makes all sorts of changes. And yeah, that's yeah. a power dynamic that I could totally understand. Oh and, yeah. God, yeah. Of and course, it, the president just, is just a feckless nobody. It's the powers all the corporations. It's, yeah, it's, it reminds you of something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's really it, it. It just eases you into that, and nobody really sees it coming. And so the Howard Beale thing. He basically um, Holden gets fired, but um, he's really kind of pissed about it, and he 
Howard Beale just starts ranting about bullshit on the air, and Holden says, Leave him on. Am I still on the air? If this is how he wants to go out, this I don't is how know any other way to say it, except that I just ran out of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, look, Mr. Schumacher's right here. Do you want to talk to him? Bullshit is all the reasons we give for living. And if we can't think of any reasons of our own, we always have the God bullshit. Holy Mary, Mother of God. We don't know yeah, why Tom, what is going it? through all this pointless pain, humiliation, and decay, so there better be someone somewhere who does know. That's the God bullshit. He's saying that life is like bullshit, and it is. So what are you screaming bullshit. about? Man is a noble creature that can order his own world. Who needs God? <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. So Howard Beale creates, he kind of turns himself into a media sensation by, by just... telling people? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Spiking the ratings by just uh, saying whatever's on his mind, which is basically the truth. Mm-hmm. Um and it, and it devolves into this thing where, like you said, Faye Dunaway is swooping in and she wants to she wants to turn Howard into this big star. Howard Beale went up there last night and said what every American feels, that he's tired of all the bullshit. He's articulating the popular rage. I want that show, Frank. I can turn that show into the biggest smash on television. I'll get back to you, Diana. The news business has always lost money, and you know the corporation doesn't want it to be, stay that. Stay yeah, that Robert way. Duvall is is on board with it because he's trying to generate a profit for the news, which right, you know right. has never been done. You know, ne- nobody ever really considered that a thing before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and it's so pressing to to what ended up happening with punditry yeah. in the news and the and the twenty four seven news cycle that um and Frank Hackett has to be talked in. Duvall has to be talked into it a little bit. He's like. Well, I got to talk to lawyers and standards and practice people. I mean, can we just get up there and and just Have can he just get up there and say anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it just really spirals out of control into this thing that um, that he just you know is ranting and raving and uh, and passing out on stage. Yeah. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets, turn them off now, turn them off right now, turn them off and leave them off, turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now, turn them off! People are responding to it, but it's funny because I don't even think they're responding to his message, actually. I I think they're just responding to the the sort of like base instinct of it, watching a man go crazy right? yeah yeah it exactly very, like, just the fact that the it's way happening. that music yeah yeah and yeah. the whole thing like i'm as mad as hell a lot of people misinterpret that as being like a moment of like as in being a mad prophet of the airwaves i think he's just crazy yeah and it he shows is. it shows like how easily his message is co-opted later when ned Beatty swoops in i have seen the face of god you just might be right mr beale and yeah, 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 yeah. So it, because that's how Howard gets started. Is in the middle of the night. He, he, somebody. He said he, he said he went on the air and said, "I heard this voice. Tell me, um, tell me that I'm go- I'm supposed to be the one talking about it." Why me? And the voice said, "Because you're on television, dummy." Which is what his original voice of God said. That's and right. That's also what Ned says. Right, and Ned says to him later, "Why me?" 
because you're on television, dummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and it's all full circle. And it's the second movie in a row where we have a guy, a guy changing everything because of visions he's had of God. Uh-huh. Just yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, Barnard yeah. Hughes in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And the subsequent movie we're going to talk about. Sure, yeah, very, absolutely. Very yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Patty has a real religious kind of... Um... He's a Jewish guy, but he's like hung up on a lot of Christian ideas in some ways. He is, yeah. 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 Um, he's not, I don't think he's down with them 100%. Yeah, but I... <laughs> he's hung up on them. I say. Yeah, yeah, he sure he's... is. So, yeah, so Howard Beale turns into this, and the, his, the new show turns into the Sybil the Soothsayer and Vox Populi and all these little, like, sidebar kind yeah, of... Yeah, with um, these big, um, just circles, like, you know, on the set. Yeah, yeah. Got, you've, got guys, you've got guys moving yeah, turntables. I, I don't know if I ever noticed that until this time, yeah. the guy physically moving. Yeah, that's the old days, man, where you, you had them on these big, big wheels, you know, big wheels, and yeah, it's hilarious. The, sets, uh, the set is hilarious, and Howard Beale gets off in these rants and then he passes out and the music I love da 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 yeah. you know right he's laying <laughs> no! passes, I know and the guys the I applause like, guy meanwhile everything. his whole message of that whole speech was about this he was pretty much saying that this is bullshit like, yeah, like yeah. all this television nonsense what I'm doing now is just dumb but and, they, and they don't ha- hear that yeah, yeah but what happens is it gets to the point where he starts to tell people to turn their TVs off that's right yeah because right. it's all bullshit and that and, immediately is followed by Large ratings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're not listening. We but just then, want to hear him go mad. But then Ned Beatty just kind of says... Uh, well, the thing is, once his ratings start to threaten the corporate... Uh, uh, once his, like, rants do at a certain point, he talks about, like, stopping a certain deal that CCA is involved with in. With the Saudis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the bad Saudis again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just like in Rollover. Yeah, yeah that was mm-hmm. a real thing. Yeah. I want you to get up right now and write a telegram to President Ford saying I was mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I don't want the banks selling my country to the Arabs. I want the CCA deal. Stop now. I want the CCA deal. Stop now. Come on. I want the CCA deal. Stop now. I want the CCA Once he starts riffing on that, uh, Ned Beatty gets his hackles up and, you know, uh, and Hackett is like, we can't stop him. It's a big, fat, big, pitted head. That's one of my favorite lines. He's, uh, Duvall has got some <laughs> crazy lines when he's like, I'm going to impale the son of a bitch with a sharp stick through the heart. 40 million loss in revenues for the year. I think I got a contract. At, let's not discount federal I'll action by the Justice killers. Department. If CCA... No, I'll do it myself. Off the air as an act of retribution. I'll strangle him with a... Now, can we say that this cast all the way up and down is just, just the fucking best perfect? Just man. the best ever. Faye Dunaway, she never wears a bra. She's, nope. a, you know, it's really funny. The same music publisher I worked for, um, there was a friend of mine, a woman, uh, uh, and it's a similar, similar situation where we had a new president and then he hired a marketing director who is this woman who would send articles around and it was basically empowering she was an empowered woman she was a big corporate ladder empowered woman Le- she leans in right? and, yeah, yeah she's and one this, of those. so this woman i worked with who, who, who was my age said oh this is uh this is from one of those magazines about professional women who've had their uteruses ripped out i always thought uh, god that's perfect yeah that is so perfect 
Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, Faye Dunaway is just, she'll do anything for ratings. And in fact, William Holden, the whole reason she hits on William Holden is to take over the news division yeah, and, and turn it into Yeah, and to get Howard Show into being whatever. And she, she, does, she does sleep with him, but the whole time she's sleeping with him, she's all she's talking about, about uh, is work. Ratings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that's the only way she can come, and then she comes too quick. And uh, well, she's, <laughs> She even says, I can't tell you how many men have told me what a lousy lay I am. I apparently have a masculine temperament. I arouse quickly, consummate prematurely, and can't wait to get my clothes back on and get out of that bedroom. Yeah, I come too quick, yeah. and all I care about is uh, work, you know. Yeah. Uh, she, she's, she has a strange, it's not self-awareness, but it's her drive is so... Uh, is is so front and center in her personality that she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and, and she's like, and she hurts people. And she, she is. Just, yeah, that's like, she is. Yeah, like the it's just the, her her goal is work and getting ahead and getting ratings. She when wants William Holden is like, I just want you to love me. I just want you to love me. Primal doubts and all. You understand that. I don't know how to do that. And I she says it that. in a real kind of sincere and and like open way. It's just it's, it's just not. I don't. Yeah, what the fuck not, are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. that's not my thing. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how. And he, you know, he has a wife who loves him and already. She, talk about her scene. Uh, his wife, Beatrice Strait, who's got an absolutely absolutely killer. She's really only in the movie for like a scene and a half. But right. uh, her her scene when she's like separating from Holden is. Enough to uh, get her an Oscar win. Beatrice Strait won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, all-time least screen time for an Oscar winner, I think. In it's, it's so great at the very at the very end where they, he's agreeing to move out, and she says, "You're in for some dreadful grief, Max." I know. Uh, my mother and father were separating at that point. My dad had had. Um, had an affair with somebody he worked with. It was very similar. My mother said, this is, and William Holden's character, she said, this is, sounds exactly like her father. Jeez. And that was really weird. And it happened around the same time as the movie came out. But yeah. It makes which is also really bizarre. Fucking, it's um, definitely bizarre. So that's an, another reason to hang on to this movie. But yeah, uh, so ultimately, Ned Beatty, who um, is the chairman of the corporation that he's has the, bought he's the, the he's network. He's the top guy. Yeah. yeah. Very good, Frank. Exemplary. Keep it up. He calls Frank after after all of this bullshit where where uh, Beale has blown the lid off of this uh, Saudi deal to, to you know basically the Saudis have loaned the corporation yeah. a bunch of money that uh, nobody you know nobody cares about that kind of shit but Howard makes a big fucking deal about it so he calls up uh, Duvall and says and Duvall hangs up the phone and he says he wants to meet with Howard Beale personally. And that is what you alluded to in the beginning. My, fa my favorite scene. It's got to be one of the greatest I, movie scenes I ever. I think it's, I mean, it's one. It's like the end of all that jazz. It's something you can just watch on its own. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it. Is that clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. completely uh, uh, sums up 
everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ned Beatty, our man Ned. God we love him. damn, we is love he him. great. I think this movie, you know, between this movie and Superman, which were a year apart and probably the two most different roles ever. <laughs> ladder, Mr. Luthor, coming right up. I just, I just see because I, 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 I'm sorry, Mr. Luthor. I, ooh! <laughs> in this movie, he's kind of Lex Luthor, almost. Yeah, and in, yeah. And, in, and then he's uh, Mr. Luthor. Yeah, 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 yeah. After that, it's That, really to me, hilarious. is like, if you could get, you know... If two performances existed on Earth, those those would be the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he talks. Uh, he turns the lights down, closes the closes the blinds, and he says, "It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic." and subatomic and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beale? And Mr. Beale, who, who just a moment ago was so dead set against his corporatism they call it the corporate cosmology of arthur jensen yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but now you know just he affected the face of god and howard falls for it and then howard is totally on board with this message which yeah, is yeah. bumming everyone out it's so yeah you know, there's this whole thing where the then they lose ratings so they're the net and then and then ned Beatty tells uh tells Duvall. he didn't really care if howard b was the number one show on television or the 50th he didn't really care if the beale show lost money how it be on the air and he wants him kept on yeah he doesn't care if the news division loses money that's right because he's he's the, they're saying what he wants they're to like hear. You know, duvall faye dunaway all the other sort of white hairs that are conspiring in the room they're like practice they're just sort of a, a typical capitalist right you know short-term gains business etc 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 ned Beatty is more like an evangelist for capitalism he's more just, yeah, yeah 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 short-term yeah. losses long-term gains yeah, yeah yeah exactly and the message that bill comes up with after that is just frighteningly horrible and we've been hearing it for the last 40 years because at the bottom of all our terrified souls, we know that democracy is a dying giant, a sick, sick, dying, decaying political concept writhing in its final pain. I don't mean that the United States is finished as a world power. The United States is the richest, the most powerful, the most advanced country in the world, light years ahead of any other country. And I don't mean the communists are going to take over the world because the communists are deader than we are. What is finished is the idea that this great country is dedicated to the freedom and flourishing of every individual in it. It's the individual that's finished. It's the single, solitary human being that's finished. It's every single one of you out there that's finished. Because this is no longer a nation of independent individuals. It's a nation of some 200-odd million transistorized, deodorized, whiter-than-white, steel-belted bodies, totally unnecessary as human beings, and as replaceable as piston rods. Exactly. Uh, that shit is... I mean, Patty's got his thumb on that big time. And, of course, what it does is it wrecks the whole network, kind of. I mean, there's just all of this 
all of this, everything just kind of falls apart. The Faye Dunaway had been trying again. It's talk about like how f- populism can be fake. Sort right. of that, the Howard's populism is fake. There's a whole subplot with Faye Dunaway trying to recruit these like Marxist bank robbers into being on her network. And yeah, then, it's sort of a Patty Hearst, yeah, uh, Black Panther kind of and, mixture. And then like by the end of the movie, the, you know, they're completely co-opted as well. They've got this I stupid this. television show. I yeah. love the scene where they're in. They're they're still back in their old tenement house. Dog. Fuck with my distribution costs. And finally, uh, <laughs> that scene here, don't fuck with my distribution. You know, what? What? what is it? Um, it's the kidnapped heiress who actually is with the people, not, yeah. the, not the Marxists. Right, and and the heiress gets up from, from the stairs and, and she's, you know, she's like... You fucking fascist! Did you see the film we made in the San Bruno jailbreak out demonstrating the rising up of the seminal prisoner class infrastructure? You can blow the seminal prisoner class infrastructure out your ass! I'm not knocking down my goddamn distribution charges. Man, give her the fucking overhead clause. <laughs> and so for that, three characters we haven't really mentioned before, but I want to shout these actors out, particularly Marlene Warfield, who played Lorraine Hobbs. Oh, she's so awesome. So good, yeah. yeah. Her scenes with Faye Dunaway, where they introduce each other, is so good. Hi, I'm Diana Christensen, a racist lackey of the imperialist ruling circles. I'm Lorraine Hobbs, a badass commie nigger. Sounds like the basis of a firm friendship. Yeah, she's like an intermediary between the network, initially between the network and this this revolutionary uh, people's ecumenical liberation ecumen- army, not the know. people's liberation. Right? Army, yeah, no, they, they make clear that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's different. And. Uh, they have live footage of a bank robbery. So Faye Dunaway is like, okay, so we open up with live footage of them committing, you know, basically committing a crime. Sure, yeah. You know, and uh, and then we'll dramatize it after that. And, and it's just so absurd, man. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, I guess there are reality shows that's premises are every bit as fucking insane as that today. Yeah, Without yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah and yeah. that's why they talk about how this movie is so prescient, you know, because, you know, I, I guess... Everything seems so absurd, but it also is like kind of realistic. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take re- let's take reality and make television. Into or the it, whole which... thing about trying to make profits out of the news. I mean, he—that's he, a prediction of what twenty-four hour news, CNN, Fox Hello. News, things Ex- like that. Exactly. Exactly right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And I wanted to mention too, the Air, uh, Arthur Burkhardt is the guy who plays Ahmed Khan, the great Ahmed Khan. Mm-hmm. Very, very good uh, in that performance. But the heiress herself, Marianne Gifford, you know who plays that? So Kathy Cronkite, the daughter of oh Walter my Cronkite. God, that's great. Just to I like to... add to the weird newsness <laughs> of it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't catch that at yeah. all. Um, so yeah, these Saudi loans are have come to light and. Um, like you were saying, uh, uh, Duvall, I want to kill that son of a bitch, you know. So, um, because you're on television, dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they the the sort of the I guess middle management of the corporation is not not the big boss, but the sort of middle management conspires to kill Howard. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and at the same time, William Holden has left his wife and moved in with Diane, and oh. Diane is just. Not capable. Well, that's of love. what we talked about before. Right. Yeah. And, and but the line is uh, where Holden leaves her, and he says, "Your television incarnate, Diana." Incredible. And the, all those things, uh, the things that William Holden is calling out about Faye Dunaway's generation. Talk about you could hear 
people calling out Gen Z for the same shit because it's really like every generation just thinks the next one is fucked. You yeah, know, it doesn't yeah. matter what the reality exactly. is. Exactly. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah, so 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 Hackett and Diana and everybody's sitting around and they're going, "Well, let's assassinate the son of a bitch." And they do. They get they, they, do. they get the the uh, leftists to assassinate a man in uh, from uh, the for money. Yeah, for money, for money and and uh, and fake. he dies on the air. They shoot him and uh, and the line is This was the story of Howard Beale, the first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy rating. But yeah, that's a, the final shot's really cool because it's all the other it's like four TV screens and mm-hmm. it's in the corner it's actually the footage of Howard getting shot. And then on the other three TV screens it's the other networks covering it and it all like it gradually commercial. It, yeah. yeah, and, and it gradually the story you see it becoming old and yeah, disappearing. And, and it, you, and it's the final image is like three commercials on screen and all those screens fade out and then you're just left with the dead Howard. It's it's uncanny. Yeah, it's uncanny. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I love it's it. It's just uh, brilliant and it it's really um and it's very 70s, too. 1976. God, it's just Robert Duvall's perfect. tuxedo is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> I, I think I read somewhere that, that they cast Duvall be, specifically because they wanted Frank to be played by somebody who looked uncomfortable in a tuxedo. <laughs> Boy, he's, a, he's perfect in everything. Yeah. He's definitely perfect in this movie. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Check it out. Yep. Editor right. was uh, editor Alan Heim, who edited all that jazz, and Lenny. So Bingo. he's got Bingo. a good career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect in every way. All right. We're going to take another break. Last movie coming up. 